0: Broadcasting from the Podcast.com. you're listening to Beyond the Movement with your host, Heidi Miller. Hello, and thank you for listening to Beyond the Movement, the Plotties Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Miller. You may have noticed that today's episode is one week late, and I'll explain in just a moment. I would like to take the opportunity to thank all of you who have been sending some emails and would like to let you know that I am following up on those uh, interview requests. I'm reading some books right now, so it's taking me a little while to get through those to form some good, organized interviews for you. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about two separate topics. One is knowing when you can be a teacher and when you cannot. And two, we're going to be talking about Pilates and spirituality. So first, knowing when you can be a teacher and when you cannot. I want to share a story, a personal story, um, with you on um, how I knew for the first time that I could not be a teacher and what I had to do. And by all means, I'm not an expert. I'm just sharing my my story. If any of you have um, any st- you know stories to share on this topic, um, you know, it's, it's being a teacher is, you know, you have to be there 100 percent and sometimes you can't be and sometimes you're only there maybe 75 percent. But you know that you can be, and then there's times where you know absolutely that you cannot be a teacher because all the energy you're expending to give to everyone else, you need to give back to yourself for healing through a difficult time um, that you may be experiencing in your personal life. So my story is started on September 11th of all days, and first of all, I had a really hard day that morning already. I woke up, and I turned on the news, and there was all that... Um, you know, all the stories and everything was, of course, bringing back everything that happened on September 11th. And um, I won't share with you just, you know, my personal experience with that day, but I will share with you that it was a difficult day um, for me. And so when I got to the studio, I was already kind of crying. I was already having a hard time. And at that moment, I knew at that class that i, I didn 't think I could be a teacher that day, but what I did do is that once people came in, I explained to them that I was having a hard day, and I told them why and and what I decided to do was that because all of us were kind of feeling a little bit strange, you know are we supposed to be in a place of grieving still today? Where are we supposed to be? Are we supposed to just live our lives? How are we supposed to remember you know what happened and and so I chose to help people with that and and what we did is we went around uh the class and we shared our stories of where were you that day and what is your personal experience with that and how are you feeling today about it. And we got a wide range of of answers and but I think it was I think it was really good for all of us including myself and at that moment I knew that I could not be a teacher but one of the things I said at the end of class is let's celebrate life let's remember the grieving, let's remember the death, but let's celebrate life. And I said that because two hours later, I was scheduled to go in for my doctor's appointment to check the heartbeat of my baby for the first time. So I was—I thought this was a good day to do that. This is a day for me to have something um, positive to remember. So we went into the doctor's appointment and it turns out that they couldn't find a heartbeat. And as uh, the doctor appointment went on and we had an ultrasound, it turned out there was no heartbeat. And so at that moment, I knew for sure that there was no way I was going to be able to teach the rest of that day. And I was really just, you can imagine, I was, <laughs> I was really knocked off kilter and still am. But, you know, I, I really was at that moment and, and I knew that I couldn't be a teacher that day. And, and in fact, I knew that I couldn't be a teacher for the entire week. And so I chose to, um, thankfully, I have a lot of instructors who um, really stepped up, and they just came in, and they took over my schedule for me, and I was able to go home, and and for that week, I was really able to just kind of figure out, you know, who am I, and, and what am I supposed to feel right now, and what am I supposed to be doing right now as I wait for my body to recognize what has happened. And... So I had to wait for my body to recognize what had happened. So I had a whole week for that. And so that week, I knew for sure I couldn't be a teacher because I needed to, you know, to heal myself, I needed to grieve, I needed, you know, my husband, and I needed to, to really just be with each other that week. And, and the next week, I knew, maybe I couldn't be the best teacher. But I thought that maybe that'd be, you know, a good thing for me to go back to work. And, and I think one of the things I learned the most of all this is is keeping your heart open and letting people grieve with you, and so I did that and and you know, but I still was able to remain you know um, you know if we cried, you know, I was able to still be a teacher and still give them you know a lesson in that hour, but I also allowed them to cry with me if they needed to and and that was just a really um I know I felt really surrounded by love, you know, at my studio, and that was a nice healing experience for me. But even the week going back, it felt, I kind of felt like, you know, should I really be here? So what I did is during that week is I made sure that I kept my schedule somewhat light, and I took time out in the day to, to kind of sit and just be still, to go to the park and sit underneath the tree and just be there. And if I had to uh, grieve, if I had to just be I just did that and that was my way of balancing out teaching and um and grieving. And it was it was really uh hard and it still is and and um of course this week I'm feeling more like a teacher, but, you know, I, I all of us are gonna be faced with that at some point and, and how do you you know, when you're a business owner, you know, and and you have to, you know, make money to pay the rent, you know, you can't take an entire month off, but I mean it's just you know so what do you do and how do you find the balance and and like i said the ways that i did was in the week that i did go back is i just made sure to set enough time in the day more time than usual to just be and just to allow myself to be the person i needed to be at that moment no matter what that moment brought to me so anyway i wanted to share that with all of you considering i shared um with all of you that i was um pregnant in the first place and Um, we are going to be trying again, so I will keep you all updated and, uh, thank you for listening to that. And, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll move on. So the next thing that I want to talk about is, uh, Pilates and spirituality. So what does that mean exactly? You know, have any of you ever had a client come into the studio and the reason why they came to Pilates is because they didn't want to do yoga because of it was against their religion. I don't know if any of you have heard that, but to me when people say that, of course I honor you know everybody, what they say and how they feel. But to me, Pilates is very spiritual, but it is not attached to any religion. So I want to talk a little bit about, about that today. So what exactly is spirituality? So spirituality, as far as the words in general, the words spirit, spiritual and spirituality, originally referred to breath and wind, and first appeared in 13th, 14th, and 15th centuries. Nowadays, we refer to spirituality more towards, you know, our own personal search, our own personal journey to find greater meaning and purpose in our lives. You know, what are we here for? Religion, what is that? And how does that differ from spirituality? Religion is more of an organized group or culture, usually acting with a mission and intention of presenting specific teachings and doctrines. Through religion, any religion, we can find and awaken ourselves to more spirituality. But so can Pilates. So, for example, you know, think of the client who comes in and, you know, they're um, you know, a CEO at you know some high-profile uh, company, and all day they've been you know on their keyboard. They've been um, listening to the phone. They've been you know focusing on their driving, and they're maybe going really fast trying to get from point A to point B. And this whole time, they're being distracted by everything in their life. They're being pulled everywhere and every which way outside of themselves they're you know they're they're not ever paying attention to what they're feeling like that day they they never you know sat down and felt what it was what it felt like to actually sit down and and be still and then that person comes into your studio though maybe they come in three times a week and the reason is because it's their hour it's their time to connect to themselves they come in they lay down and you instruct them to relax, to feel their body for the first time that day, feeling the weightedness of their head, their ribcage, their pelvis. And at that moment, they feel the tension that they may be holding in their body and then they release it. And then you instruct them to start breathing, feeling the breath that they're breathing, feeling the breath go into their body, enlivening their body, opening their body. And for the first time, they feel like they can actually breathe today. And then as you continue to instruct through class, they're coordinating their movements with their breath, with their body. They're feeling their body. They're using their mind to coordinate their body. And with that, they're connecting to themselves. So the difference is they get up. First of all, they feel enlivened. They feel um, just amazing. And then they walk outside and for the first time... They actually feel the breeze on their face when they walk outside. They notice the color of the trees. Right now, they're beautiful. They notice the beautiful blue sky and they feel the warm sun warming their skin. Now they're present. Now they're in their body. Now they're connected to themselves. Now they realize that, you know, how they feel, what they want to do the rest of the day. And they get in their car and they feel their body. That's a spiritual experience. They're now connected to themselves to then now make the decision of, do they want to bring that into a deeper place? And that is a personal choice. That is a personal journey. That is personal for all of us, but it's, it's, it's each and every one of us, it's our decision to make that. So what I'm saying is that Pilates is, you know, a way to bring us into our connection to ourselves to enliven our spiritual journeys. If you look at many of the teachings of, um, you know, that you, you look in different books and they're teaching you, um, you know, how to connect to yourself, how to be more spiritual, the, the, the spiritual growth all starts with becoming more self-aware, to looking within ourselves. That's where it always starts. So what do we do when we teach Pilates? We first have people become aware of themselves. And then we teach them based on that. They have to have that connection to themselves. They're not having a conversation with us. They're connecting to themselves as they are coordinating their breath and their movement. Joseph Pilates had once said that contrology is the complete coordination of body, mind, and spirit. His intention was us to be connected and integrated with our body, mind, and spirit. So where is the question? Why are we questioning? Why are, you know, why are people, um, what do you say, you know, when people come in and and they ask you, you know, does this go against my religion? And you can honestly say, no, it does not. It doesn't go against any religion. But what it is going to do is it's going to give you the option. It's going to give you more depth. You're going to be able to go deeper within yourself to make those decisions on what, maybe what religion you want to do or whether you want to be a part of any um, organized group. Maybe you just want to have a spiritual experience. So anyway, that's my take on it. And if anybody has any more words um, with that, would like to share any more, I would love to talk more about this topic, about whats what, how is Pilates helping us with our spirituality. I want to um, end with a quote from Carl Jung, He says, your vision will become clear only when you look into your heart. Who looks outside, dreams. Who looks inside, awakens. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to the show. I'd love to hear more from you. Some emails, if you can email me at Heidi, H-E-I-D-I, at Podcast.com. I'd love to share some more information with you, and let's get some more interviews out there. Like I said, I'd love to talk with a student out there. I don't want to have to try to recruit one of my students out of my studio, but I will. But I'd like to hear from some of you out there. You know, what are you experiencing through your Pilates movements, through your experience through Pilates? So thanks again for listening, and we'll talk with you next time. I'm your host, Heidi Miller.